nerds, you're listening to an episode on the Nerdcore podcast feed. If you're feeling generous, please consider pledging to a tier on our Patreon at patreon.com slash thenerdcore. We have tiers as low as $1 per month. Thanks so much, and enjoy the episode! Welcome back, everybody, to the Nerdcore Podcast, the podcast of reviews, movies, and talks that nerd shit. This is episode 402, and it is your Amarcord review. It's late, but yeah, that's what happens when it snows like hell over there in Arizona and the internet goes down. But um, as always, this is the Nerd Chicago here to host the show alongside my wonderful co host, Yoda. What's up, everybody? I'm cold. Yeah. Yep, we we started getting like a little bit of gust down here. It's kind of it's kind of like yeah, like pretty chilly, but and like nothing like you for sure. No 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 snow or anything like that. Yeah, we we had to get at least seven inches. It just it's it's wild, dude. Honestly, just like okay, hey Dixie, nice to nice to hear from you too, Dixie. Um, but dude, it was it was wild, man. Like just so like, you're like show, showing me, you showed me that picture, right? It was like, damn, it was pretty, what's it called? Crazy with the, with the what's it called with the snow? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it, it, it was pretty bad. Um, the first day we didn't even try getting off the mountain. Um, and then the second day, luckily, luckily my truck, my new truck has four wheel drive. So I managed to take Brenda to work and everything. And All I right, work, my, work myself too. So that's awesome, man. Yeah, but uh, how how are you doing, man? How's everything going? I'm I'm really cold right now. My hands are freezing, so I don't know. I'm doing I'm doing okay though. Yeah, so, yeah. I'm glad this week's just kind of done because I hate snow. Yeah, no, man. It I understand. Like like you said constantly, you're from Washington D.C. Um, and. You moved from there to get away from this. Yeah, <laughs> seat sucked. Um, yeah, I, I I I was born in the south and hates humidity. Went to DC, hated the snow, and desert desert seems like the ideal location for for me. Yeah, I I, I understand, bro. I understand. That's called um. Well, not not really. You know, I've I've lived here my whole life, but. Well, I mean, alive, you're Texas like, though, so it's yeah. it's kind of a it's kind of a bit of the South and a bit of the West. But, yeah, man. But hey, I'm glad that your internet's fine. We get to do this right now, and we get to have fun, and we get to talk about the last movie in Fellini month. If you're a public supporter of us, which we thank you for being right, but if you're a Patreon supporter, you get your exclusive review of Fellini Satiricon. Uh, probably next week or this, the end of this week. Uh, we'll see what's up, but, um, what's it called? Um, we're going to, we're going to do that, uh, over here on my end though, everything's been fine, but just, uh, catching up with, with school and yeah, I, I just been catching up with schoolwork, uh, working on some cool stuff for my YouTube channel and, uh, all that stuff. So just, uh, staying busy as much as I can stay busy. All good, all good. We're um, yeah. we're getting 
for this is local level. We're getting some of the masks done, so I can take pictures and put those on the site and mm-hmm. sell them to uh for charity. So yeah, I saw that man. I was like, I'm liking the design of that of that mask, the, the 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 gold grill. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, so I, cool. I I didn't know what, uh, whether to call it till grill or not. I've been told yeah. to tell, call it that. Um, yeah. I'm calling yeah. it gold blooded for now. Um, I got so there's another one that's based on the Fick Fuentes uh, design, the old one, the heart with the hashtag, mm-hmm. and then I have one called Blood in the Snow. Yeah, it, it's yeah, it's pretty cool. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I understand. I understand what you're what you're talking about. Yeah, what's it called? Hey, right, man, I got I got a dog barking him away for French fries, so I understand. Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah, completely understand. Man. We understand. Uh, but yeah, it's whatever. Um, let's go ahead and get into this. But um, yeah, the fifth point is <laughs> for those of y'all. What's it called? Throwback from for some of y'all. What's it called? Yeah, y'all, so, y'all so remember there, those days? There will be a mask with that heart on it. Yeah. Um. And then th- I- I'm trying to get about five to eight designs, so everybody has something, and then all all profits from that go yeah. to freeartsaz.org. Yeah, awesome, dude. That's awesome. Thislocallove.com. You already know. It's got that original, the original domain, baby. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. That's awesome. Let's go ahead and get into this, bro. So, um, for those of you who have not watched uh, Fellini's Amarcord, uh, Federico Fellini's Amarcord. It's from the year 1973, so what we've been doing the past couple of weeks is not valid anymore. We do actually have to give you all a spoiler warning. So for those of you who have not watched the film, this is your chance to go ahead and get out of here before you get spoilers. If you don't, if you don't care about spoilers, keep listening. But if you do, this is your one and only spoiler spoiler warning, and it is in effect in a five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> God, it feels great to have my fucking sound. <laughs> All right, let's get this from the one and only source. Uh, there's many other sources, but this one seems to have it all compact and in a nice little fashion. I've got to read a bit, so here we go. Uh, Amarcord is a 1973 Italian comedy comedy drama film directed by Federico Fellini, a semi-autobiographical tale about Tita, an, ad- an adolescent boy growing up among an eccentric cast of characters in the village of Borgio Zanguiliano, um, situated near the ancient walls of Rimini, where um, Fellini is from, in 1930s fascist Italy. The film's title is a univerbation of the Roman, the Rom, Romniado, Romniado phrase of Marcord, I remember. The title then became a neolog, neologism of the Italian language with the meaning of nostalgic revocation. Once again, we go back to the fact that literally Federico Fellini creates words sometimes. Paparazzi. Paparazzo. And uh, what's it called? Um, now Amarcord. And it's crazy, but, you know, that's what happens when you're one of the biggest directors. I mean, I mean, you can't really, that's really, that's really difficult for you to actually oh. create words that end up in the English language. <laughs> pretty much to get an actual translation dude yeah. that's wild um tita's sentimental education is an, an uh, embl- emblematic of italy's laughs of conscious fellini skewers mussolini's ludicrous post posterings and those of a catholic church that 
imprisoned Italians in a perpetual adolescence by mocking himself and his fellow villagers in, com in comic scenes that underline their incapacity to adopt genuine moral responsibility or outgrow foolish sexual fantasies. The film, the film won the Oscar for Best Foreign Language Film and was nominated for two more Academy Awards for Best Director and Best Original Screenplay. Um, of course, the incredible uh, score done by Nino Rota. Who, this is my favorite score from Nino, by the way. By the way, I love it. Just the you know, it's just it's it's so it's so eccentric, it's so whimsical. I I, I love every single second of this score. Uh, shot by Giuseppe, Giuseppe Roturno, uh, edited by Ruggero Mostroianni. Um, if that the son of Marcello. Um, no, 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 son of Marcello. Uh, and it sits at two hours and four minutes. So, uh, yeah. Um, this one is a really special one to me in my heart because I watched this at a museum with some of, uh, with some of my friends last year in January before the pandemic hit. I watched the new restoration, which is not the one that we watched because it's not been uploaded. It's not uploaded to Criterion Channel. And I watched the new restoration of this film, which I will tell you, Brad, looks better than this one. It, it's it's so beautiful, the new restoration. And I watched it in 35 millimeter, um, what's it called, projector rejection. And it was it was it was one of my favorite experiences. I I I watched I watched the film. I heard an introduction by my mentor by one of my mentors at my university. And I bought his book there, which once ago I've shown before. And yeah, I, this one really holds a special place in my heart. And um, I really wanted to introduce you to this one because, you know, Fellini's films are very autobiographical, but this seems to be one of his most personal movies because it's literally his, you know, his more so um, exaggerated memories of fascist Italy. And uh, I've got to say, watching this a second time, I, I love this film. I truly love it. It's not better than Eight and a Half, and it's not better than Nights of Cabiria, for sure. But it's still one of his masterpieces. It's one of his great works because it's just, it's so much him. It's so much him. It's, 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 it's him in 100% in two hours and four minutes. It's everything that kind of all of his work has built up to, like the themes of sexual repression, creative creative repression and uh living in fascism and all these crazy things and and it all leads up to this like pretty beautiful film about um nostalgia and how fucked up it is to live in a world where you're pretty much castrated for your for your what's it called for your bodily for your bodily functions and your human um your human thoughts yeah what were your thoughts on uh, Marco Brad? Um, it's a beautiful picture. I'll give it that. It's very, very pretty to look at throughout it. Um, yeah. it's not my favorite though of this month. Yeah, it, it's it's just not. Um, I, I don't know. It, it's kind of it's kind of like with Kurosawa. I I think, I think Federico does his best work in black and white. Personally, <laughs> I could not agree with you more, man. I I truly believe that. I, what color Fel Color Fellini is odd. It's it's just he gets. 
Yeah, of course she, she does she does some great work, but like you know, it just it, it's not the same, man. It, it's not it, the same. It's not the same when you get that natural lighting or the the car beams yeah. coming over and hitting that camera because he set it up at a certain angle. Um, it's it just the same with Kurosawa. Like I, I love some of those films Kurosawa does in color, but it's never going to do what his black and white films do for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I think my main issue with this and I, I don't want to bash on this. Like you said, you, you have good memories with this film. So I don't want to bash on it. Cause it'd be kind of like Jay and silent Bob reboot. If we watch that, like <laughs> I, I already know. <laughs> um, the only thing, uh, pacing, yeah. this is a long movie. And oh, this, yeah. feel, this feels like a long movie to me. Whereas his other ones that they're all two hours. Mm-hmm. I just didn't feel in the other ones like those were two hours. This one feels like it's two hours to me. Yeah, that's that's one of my criticisms. I had. I was I gave it a five stars that first time, and I was like, I mean, it's everybody who knows me knows that my five stars are nine and a half to ten. Mm-hmm. You know, usually it lands around there. And um, I I tell you all, what's yeah, you feel the pace with this film, uh, but of course, what's it called? There's a lot kind of happening in this film. I mean. <laughs> Yeah, and that, that's another thing is just so much going on that you kind of feel a little lost. Like, it took me a little while to realize whose character we were actually following Yeah, there, and that was the young man's. And I didn't realize that until, like, the, the like, little ways into the film, really. Yeah. And, um, you know, so, like, when you're talking about that, as a second time when I reapproach this film, we're watching it now, I'm looking and I'm like, Okay, I'm going to watch this as if these are Fellini's memories instead. Instead of trying to look for the character to know what is the cohesive story around and just view this as I'm viewing literally just what's it called, uh, uh, memories of this man. And it's what kind of improved the, the what's it called, the viewing for me. But I once again, I always go back to the fact that the pacing in here is uh, it's not as well paced as Dolce Vita is. It's not as well paced as like, you know, what's it called, Cabiria um, is or uh, in the half is. But I think that the reason why I hold this a little bit higher than um, per se uh, Dolce Vita is the fact that this one just explores the themes a little better because it's a little more like, um, you know, a little more personal and it's a little more like, you know, it's he has a lot of people kind of breaking the fourth wall and talking to you. And it's his way of being like, yeah, I know that what you're seeing is like super exaggerated, but like literally when I sit and I think about fascism, I literally look at these people like, like in, in like, I feel like that's Federico telling us like, I'm, I sit around and I think about these fascist supporters and I think that this is what they literally look like. They literally look like buffoons marching through the streets saying that Mussolini has balls like this, which by the way, one of my favorite lines in the movie I heard Mussolini has balls like this. <laughs> I, I mean, and, and I, I get it. The his critiques on fascism at the at that time in the Catholic Church again, again. I don't know how the Vatican voted the other one in top ninety five <laughs> films of all time because that man skewers the Catholic Church whenever he gets a chance. Yeah. So it's I don't know if like, is, is the Pope just like I don't get it, but it's pretty. Like, 
Yeah, it's like Federico, you did a great job on yeah, this. Very thing. nice. And Federico's going, yeah, yeah, thanks. Fuck yeah. You guys. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So, like every <laughs> single movie we've watched of his, like each somehow have a way of saying fuck the Catholic Church. In a way, yes. And <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I, I literally, I, I think it was the last one. I literally sent you a DM yeah. on Twitter, like, like. The Catholic Church is getting skewered in this fucking shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and somehow they are like, man, this was really good. This is a really good film. Like, yeah, bravo. Yep, yep. Um, I will say, um, I got in trouble again, Raul, for another movie pick yours because my <laughs> wife walked in right when the titty came out and the <laughs> face went to it. <laughs> oh man, but. You know, and this is something I once again I talk about this film being like one of the biggest depictions of like sexual repression. You have these boys who like all the time they're just talking up their game, right? About how like they're gonna do this and like how they went to a theater and they hung with a prostitute and put their leg their hand on their leg, but at the same but like right when the chance is there and he has he's literally mouth on tit, he doesn't know how to do anything. And what, what, whose fault is that? It's on the damn Catholic Church that has condemned him for having, for having these very normal human thoughts. Well, and then they're running around. They jerked off all four or five in the same car. <laughs> like, like, I don't know how the Catholic Church feels, but I don't think they'd like that either. Yeah, like, I, I'm telling you, dude, I don't know how he got away with half of the shit that he puts in there. Um, but... I, I I I I love that part was it always makes me laugh like just how like or the other one when when the when the father finds out about what he was doing the day before and he's just like yeah no I watched a great film like what's it called it's about Native Americans and cowboys and and he's like ah huh, huh, like, get the hell over here. <laughs> Oh, I mean, and, and there were very comedic parts in this very yeah. I want to say Mel Brooks esque comedy yeah. in this yeah. in a way um the giant mussolini uh face that that was amazing um, oh yeah that was where that it was, just talks at him yeah. <laughs> by the way one of the best shots ever of, of of like in his movies i love that shot just all the kids lined up on the side the wife and the, the kid and his wife and then mussolini's big ass face there but like and it's like talking to him and they're all holding their guns up and shit it's just like this is, God. This, is, this is fucking ridiculous. And then you think about today's times and you're going, yeah, this is fucking ridiculous. What the yeah. fuck? Yeah. <laughs> it's literally what fascism breeds. These basically nonsensical people believing that this is like beautiful and this is what, how our society should look like. And you're just like, fucking hell, this is stupid. Like, <laughs> See, that, and that's what I think we need to do. We need to make another film. That explores this topic and just shows the stupidity yeah. of fascism. Yeah, yeah, I, I feel like that's coming down the line with uh, with Taika Waititi directing it more than likely. But um, I God, I, 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 yeah, that that whole part just like I'm literally like I'm telling you, my my mind always just remembers like them coming down the street running. It's like I've heard Mussolini's got balls like this. Like, oh my well, God. And, I, and, and I love that the the dad in this. Yeah, the, I think it's the dad, and yeah. he is the only one who is not at fucking all into any of this. He's like, every time they come in the street, I can't fucking go anywhere. And that's <laughs> that's literally how a lot of us feel. It's like, these fucking idiots are in the street. Yeah. I can't go anywhere. 
No, it, it always breaks my heart that they make him drink the oil, though, and it's like, uh, but oh, I mean, that, and, and then and then his wife's cleaning him up in the bathtub, and I, his, I mean, <laughs> his son comes to laugh at his dick. He's like, "Fuck you, man! I just drank freaking oil. Like this is I'm living in a fascist state. I just drank oil." <laughs> oh, and and then then the fucking weirdest scene in here. Yeah. Is where they get the brother out of the asylum, mm-hmm. and I guess they're either taking oh. him out for the day or taking him home or trying to take him home. No, they were just taking him out for the for take him out for a day, and then he ends up in a fucking tree, just screaming his head off. I need a woman. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, when uh, when in the theater when I watched this, we were all just laughing at that one, and we were just everything like after we would leave, my friend and I, we would just yell to each other, "He just can't you're just like i mean and now i look at it i'm like hey man i understand you bro i understand you uh but i god that one was just and then of course what's it called everybody keeps trying to bring him down no he's throwing stones and everything rocks and and everything but the minute one of the nuns comes in it's like okay i'm coming down miss like yeah well it's like let's even say it's the short statured nun and it's like it's just weird it's like does she have some power over him or just the fuck? I, don't know. I don't know, man. It's just I that that one that one that one, what's it called? Um that that one always kind of like really like feel I was like I was just it makes me like laugh for no reason. Like just like this guy who's like on the top of the tree, like obviously something's wrong with him, but like at the same time he's like he's I, not I, yelling that he hates his life. He's no, not yelling he, he wants a woman. Like I, 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 I love, I love when Tita asks his dad, "Do you want me to go get get the prostitute? <laughs> <laughs> you want me to go find Gordeska? <laughs> I mean, we could we could fix this all up. <laughs> yeah, we can fix this all up. I mean, uh, Gordeska is a really, really, really great woman. Like I know her pretty well. I liked, and I some of her scenes are some of my favorite in this movie, where she just yeah. goes over to when they're built, they're brick laying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're like just. No, go away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. is the uh, the woman with the red hat. Um, that one, the the what's it called? The oh, prostitute. sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, the pro- um, Gradishka, the, the prostitute. What's her name? Began with a V. V. Uh, Volpina. Volpina. Yes. Volpina. Yeah, Volpina. I love her. It's, well, first of all, like yeah, they like talk about how her. She's like she's a nympho- She's a nymph- nymphomaniac, and like and it, but I love that like she just comes in and is like you've seen a. What's it? What was he asking her? Like you've seen like in a like a uh, a cat go through here? Like yeah, like you seen a cat go through here? And I'm no, like, no, 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 no cat, no cat. <laughs> yeah, just get out. We don't need. Just, like, no, workers, we, we we know what you're playing at. Go, yeah, go. Yeah, my workers <laughs> need to work, dude. Like no, no, no. What's up, Ori? Thank you for coming to chat. <laughs> Thank you, Ori. We, I I you see like I love that far and just like how she's first thing like let's go sees that the boat is coming in from the shore. What does she do? She just sits down, what's called, picks up her skirt and spreads her legs open. And we're like, all right, yeah, I mean, that's Volpina. <laughs> I, I, I mean, that's marketing. That's marketing. That's marketing. But, um, yeah, I just I, – I, I really do adore this film. The cinematography is beautiful. The, the, the score is just – there's just parts in the score that are so, like, slow and beautiful. But there's also the whimsical, beautiful nature of what makes a movie, a Fellini movie, a Fellini movie sometimes – and you have that beautiful, like circus-like type of score, and uh, that's why this score is my favorite out of all of his movies that I've watched. I will say, bro, if if you do ever consider what's it called, a watching more, um, his 
I, I would tell you to, and I'm telling it to everybody else who's watching this, because um, if you kind of approach this, if you if you try to come, up, if you try to approach uh, Roma, kind of like the way you approach this one, uh, what's it called? With you're like, oh, I want to find a cohesive story. Uh, view Roma more as literally a man with a camera. What's it called? Uh, documenting Rome. That's it. That's all you got to think about it like. Because okay. if you you truly try to look for a story in Roma. It's not going to be there. It's not going to be there. It's not going to be I, there. I, I mean, and that's what I think with, with this one. The the previous movies we, we watched, they all had a they all yeah. had a pretty cohesive st yeah. uh, story going through it. Yeah. This one is kind of just everywhere. Yeah. I will say, though, um, that ending of that last scene is, uh, I love it. I mean, it's just, it's pretty much the culmination of the whole film. Basically, like, here we are, we're grasping for this life outside of this fascist state. We want all these things and Lord knows if that's a real ending or not, because, you know, as much as we've seen, like the man loves to have like, what's it called? What's it called? Make believed endings and, and real endings. So I don't yeah. know. But like, I, I, I look at that and I'm like, God, I, it's, 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 that's as, that's as, as what's it called as Fellini as it gets, like this, this character who desperately wants out of where they're at. And unlike all the other, which by the way, we go back to the thing, Brad, the women in Fellini's movies, they always, they always have this metamorphosis. The men in his films aren't the ones who get to change because like every other man have fell into the wrong path. And here you have this woman who is able to make it out. She's able to get out of here and she's able to find a new life for herself. Of course it is through being married by a man, but it's still being able to find herself out of here. And she, I mean, it, it, it's, it's a lot better than how I believe it was the first film we watched where Cabiria, yeah. Cabiria, where she just, she thought she was getting married, and yeah. nope, nope, nope. Which, um, by the way, I'm pretty. Well, I mean, I, I'm thinking. I, I'm pretty sure that um, that what's it called? Um, that uh, no, you never seen this film, but uh, Underground from Amir Costa Rica. The ending has to be kind of a mimic from this one because it was very, very similar. But that's just what's it called? Um, what's it called? Uh, observation in my head. Um, so I really, really, uh, really enjoy this one on the second watch. I'm going to go ahead and give Amarcord a 9.75 out of 10. Brett, what is your, what are your uh, score? Um, I forget what my other scores were. I, I, I think so say you gave, you gave, I uh, gave 10 to the first two. Tiberia, you gave a 10 to Dolce Vita. I think no, you no, gave, no, 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 I, I, I gave a 10. Oh, two. To, Eight and a half. Yeah, ten to eighty and a half, and then Dolce Vita. I think I gave like a seven and a half. Yeah, I think it's seven or a half or like an eight. I think maybe. Yeah, um, I'm gonna give. I'm gonna record an eight. Yeah. Um, it, it's not my favorite at all in this month. It's good. It's worth a watch. It's just its pacing is very long to me. Yeah. And his other movies, I think he does a much better job with the pacing. I, I get why this one's off. It's it's not necessarily a cohesive kind of yeah. story along those lines, but um, it's just like eight and a half in Cambria. Just the visuals in that and the black and white. Like I said, this man knows how to do black and white movies. Um, yeah. If uh, him doing the color movies, kind of like Kurosawa doing color movies, it's not my favorite thing in the world. Like I, they're still great. But it's not as good as in my eyes as the black and white films. And if you're gonna watch a color movie, you go to Tarkovsky. I'm just saying. Yeah. 
I will say though, you know, what's it called? We sit here with Kurosawa talking about how he does, you know, his color movies are different, but like, yo, I truly believe that Ron can go toe to toe. Ron is yeah. Ron is amazing. And yeah. Ron, yeah, Ron Ron can go toe to toe with some of those black and white. And, yeah, but Ron is just Ron is one movie, <laughs> and like every um, every the whole thing for Kurosawa is like black and white. Yeah, what's it called? And, except uh, for Dreams. Dreams. Dreams is an experience uh, unlike any other. It's that's that's a movie that I hope that I get to choose when we get to Kurosawa Mount Part Three down the line. But um, uh, I will say, guys, uh, we won't have the picks for you all for next month. Uh, today, we'll probably do it like towards the end of the week on Sunday because we need time to rethink it. But I am happy to announce to you all that our month for February, we will be celebrating. So what's it called? Uh, the creators of what's it called? We'll be celebrating Black History Month the way that we know how, which is through film. And we will be watching, we will be watching and reviewing films created by black direct, black, black, black creators and um, looking at the world of black cinema. And I'm really excited because I've gotten some recommendations from Gio, Aiden, Burke, and uh, I'm really, really excited to put some of those out there and finally watch some of these movies. Cause you know, I've, I've, like I've never watched the Menace to Society. I've never watched uh, Juice. I've known about Juice. I just never Juice got the chance is so to watch. Good. Yeah, Juice. Is, yeah, I. I mean, two Tupac, bro. Come on, it's fucking Tupac. Tupac yeah. could act. Yeah, I like. I always heard about Love and Basketball, and I've never watched Love and Basketball. And you know, like my 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 knowledge of black cinema was you know Barbershop. Like I love Barbershop and Boys in the Hood and um and some. Oh of man, other- we we might have to like watch White Men Can't Jump and all that. Yeah, well, what's it called? I got a crap ton that uh, Burke and everybody recommended me, so I'll let you let you look through all the stuff that they recommended me. But um, I'm I'm really excited, guys, and uh, of course, what's it called? Uh, anybody is uh, anybody from any what's it called? Uh, y'all who are, are listening, if you want to go ahead and come and talk, especially our our um, what's it called black audience, if you would love to come on the show to discuss some of these films, the invitation is open to you all, especially. So we we just wanted I wanted to you know celebrate the. Sadly, you guys only get one month, and that sucks. You know it really does. Uh, but I wanted to celebrate Black History Month by having a Black Cinema Month, and uh, I'm really excited to see what we get to do with this and uh, get to do some what's it called? Get to cover some black to get to cover some blind spots because uh, you know, damn, can't believe I've never seen The Menace to Society. You know, that one's a pretty big one that everybody always talks about. So. Um, Without further ado, I want to thank you all so much for coming through and, and watching us. And uh, this is going to be uploaded literally right now because we're late. And uh, I want to thank you all so much. But next week, we'll be getting back to uh, normality, hopefully, right? Not another surprise snowstorm. I, mean, I hope I hope there's no more snow. Yeah, we'll start next month. We'll start next month with our new um, with our with our first uh, film of, of um, our first film of Black Cinema Month. And then on Thursday, we are going to be happily reviewing The, per- the Curse of Professor Sardonicus, which is a film by some- one of our friends from here at the show. And we're going to be reviewing it early for you all. And um, we should have a trailer to premiere on the live show tomorrow. So uh, keep an eye out for that, guys. But uh, as always, I want to thank the Patreon supporters. They're the ones who make all of these things happen. Um, thank you so much for your constant support. And I uh, want to thank our producers, our writers, and our showrunner producers, our associate producers. Thank you so much to Cassie and Sarah. We really do love you all so much. I want to thank our wonderful executive producer, Shane. You can follow him where, Brad? You can follow our friend Shane 
at twitch.tv slash XSRK or on Twitter at XSRK underscore. Yep. And I want to thank our, our writers, our wonderful writers, Brown Rice 96 on everything, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Twitch, whatever you need to go find him on. He makes it super easy. Thank you so much, Bryce. And our wonderful Tony. Hey, Tony. Real nerdy dad on Twitter. With that being said, we also want to thank our wonderful showrunner, the one who literally gets to tell us if we're doing a good job or not. He's the only one that we accept the criticism. For. Yeah, <laughs> everyone we else we kind of just ignore. Yeah, we, we kind of. No, no, but I mean, like, we, you know, it's, we do pay attention to the criticism, but it, <laughs> when it comes to Taymor, it's a little bit more important. But uh, Taymor23, T-A-Y-M-O-O-R 23, go and follow him, please, guys. And uh, I'm, thank you all so much. Ori, you're the only one who was in chat, so thank you, Ori, to, for coming in chat. And uh, without further ado, Bradley, you want to send them out? All right, bro. Thank you being host as always. Thank you to all our listeners out there, all our Patreon supporters. We appreciate each and every one of you. Thank you to all those who join us in chat, Ori, and uh, all those who follow us on social media. We appreciate it. So thank you, guys. And I guess uh, to leave this off, I'll be uh, saying, God, I hope there's not any more snowstorms because I'm tired. <laughs> Young Yoda out.